0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
0: Hits. The nightclub industry. The nightclub industry. Now, the nightclub industry is a strange industry, isn't it? I've been involved in it for probably most of my life. And, you know, the smoking ban kind of hit it hard. Many things have hit it hard. I suppose a cultural change in society where more people would go to college and had less money probably hit it hard as well. And then COVID came along. And to join me on the line to tell me a little bit more about it is Ian Redmond, who's owner of Tramline Live Music Venue and Nightclub. Good afternoon Dean. Ian. Hi, now, How are you? Now, I mean, look, the nightclub industry has been hit hard over the last sort of 15 to 20 years with different things and different nails in that coffin, so to speak. But COVID really hit it hard, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it did. In 2008 uh, uh, they, they, they changed the licensing laws and uh, they granted us pretty much all theatre license, licences which would mean that we could we could trade without having to go to court uh, every month for special exemption orders that would cost 410 euro a night. Um, so that was great. We got nine months out of that but then the, too many complaints from other public installed where we uh, it was unfair and they, they took away that. So it, It's been really, really difficult over the last 13 yeah, years. Yeah, because
0: people don't realise that most nightclubs operate on a either a hotel or a restaurant license. So no, 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 they don't. It's, they actually
1: operate on a 7-day publican's license the same right. as your as your local boozer. So, uh, it's a 7-day publican's license with a music and singing license, a public dance license and possibly a restaurant certificate. Now, with a restaurant certificate you can trade to one and a lot of bars around the city do that. They trade to one. So, it's kind of unfair advantage right. that they can trade to one rather than 11:30 uh, just because they've a restaurant certificate. And some of them might even have might even have a kitchen for that.
0: So, uh, there is huge changes uh, and yeah. needed uh, to be looked at in I mean, the, uh, in, in, the relation, new in relation bill. to the licensing. The oddest thing that ever happened to me in my time in the nightclub industry when I worked out in Faces nightclub many many years ago uh, for Valerie. Lo- yeah, yeah, for Valerie Rowe. That's right. The residents uh, were complaining about the noise on a regular basis. We ended up in court uh, just before Christmas, and the judge took away their dance license. Now yeah. they were so allowed- it meant
1: they couldn't get SEOs.
0: So they were allowed to. It was the oddest thing I've ever done as a DJ. They were allowed to open. They had to put a rope around the dance floor, and yeah. nobody was allowed to dance. Now, so that brings us to today's conversation. Which
1: is well, the, well look, uh, like there's so there's, uh, some, uh, many anom- anomalies. We were going to open tonight after midnight, but the court wouldn't grant us our SEO uh, yesterday. Uh, different licensing district uh, to other venues in town. So there are some venues opening tonight at 12.01 in compliance with uh, the regulations, like uh, on the twenty second. Uh, but uh, we weren't granted that licence. And we had five or 600 tickets sold for tonight when we refunded them. But look,
0: it's, uh, it's that's, mar- yeah. that,
1: that's fine, but uh, we open with gusto now tomorrow night and we're really, really
0: looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, your understanding, now I know mihal Martin is going to clarify the guidelines. There, there's going to be some clarification today in relation to outdoor events and live events and standing or sitting or whatever it is. Uh, so maybe you're still a little bit unclear, Ian, but your understanding of tomorrow night when you do open what will be the restrictions? OK, uh, well, I
1: suppose uh, we know that Neffit know what a nightclub is, and we know that the government know what a nightclub is. Even though there's nothing in, uh, in legislation defining a nightclub, we are essentially just a pub that has a uh, late-night bar extension. So we're, we're opening, and the fact is uh, we haven't been allowed to go for a special exemption order up until, up until yesterday. So we got granted four yesterday, for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night. Uh, So the difference will be um, everyone will will pre-sold tickets. So the QR codes coming in, they'll be scanned. Your COVID passport will be scanned on the way in. We'd ask that all our patrons wear masks on the way in. And once they're in, they have a drink. um, uh, They're on the dance floor. They're allowed to take their mask off. Uh, So it seems a bit silly, but look...
0: uh, At what point, so there's the confusion... So at what point do they, because it was mentioned the other day about food, right? But this should go be with the days nightclubs used to serve food. They don't serve food anymore. But at what well, point...
1: we do. We have we, we a pizza oven. and oh, yeah. Them. Yeah, whatever. it wouldn't I remember be the old part, days of
0: rumours used to serve... Yeah, the yellow business.
1: rice. And yeah, goulash. Curry. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, I mean, go with those days, the supper ticket. So, I mean, at what point do they have to put the mask on? There was a suggestion this morning that they had to put the mask on if they went over to the bar to queue for a drink So, or keep social distance at that point, so are people really going to keep social distancing at any point in a nightclub?
1: Well, well look, all, all our staff. We want to protect our staff. We want to protect our, our, our customers. Uh, we firmly believe that ninety-seven percent of our cohort will be vaccinated. From doing surveys of other events similar, uh, at that so everyone who comes into our venue will be fully vaccinated, uh, I, I, and that's really reassuring uh, for everyone coming in. Uh, and everyone will have their uh, COVID passport checked. Mm-hmm so will it, it, they need it,
0: identification as well they will I'm absolutely yeah. yes the, the idea and like we had a we had a question
1: you oh i've lost my passport but i have a really clear photo of and yeah absolutely because I, I did that i traveled i've traveled over the last few months on a covid recovery search so there, there has to be like a, a, bit, a bit of sense about it yeah. you know so if you have a really clear picture of your passport on your phone that matches your um, thing we'll accept that absolutely like well, it, it, it by we're not thought, by the way, so I advice just
0: uh, on that note: when you're when you're renewing your passport, did a bit of advice for everybody. For an extra twenty five quid, I got it there recently uh, myself. The cards, the you get that little passport card, which is, I did, is I well it worth it. I did it for my son only a few weeks ago. Absolutely, it's brilliant to have to carry around in your wallet. Yeah, yeah, because rather than having to bring your passport everywhere, which which is a book, which is quite awkward as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the antigen testing, of course, has been talked about a lot. Some venues are saying that they believe, as well as COVID passport, antigen testing may be involved. Now, I suppose that would be if you're going to allow people who are unvaccinated or the government are going to decide to do that at some point. Has that been something that you've even considered for either your patrons or your own staff? or
1: Yeah, but we we believe that there be so few turning up unvaccinated. It's not really a mute issue. So if someone nice turns up and they go, look, uh, I, I haven't had the vaccine um, for X, Y, See different reasons, but look, I have an antigen test done, or I have a COVID recovery search on. We we'll look at it on a case by case basis, and we'll take their temperature. You know, like it's the it's the most obvious thing. If your temperature is over thirty seven C, there's something up. You might not have COVID, but
0: you might have but a little bit of a infect- cold. You're clearly infectious in way, exactly, yes, exactly. You know, so
1: um, I've had COVID twice, so like I I understand it now. I wasn't had, needed to be hospitalised, but uh, I've had it twice, so I, I know the symptoms and and. You know, yeah, it, it, it'll just be... Uh, tomorrow night is just going to be... It, there's going to be a huge uh, air of excitement about, about the country reopening properly. Like, it's not Freedom Day, but it's kind of Freedom Light where we're we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, and maybe in another three or four months' time after, after the winter... Uh, all the masks will be gone, and, uh, but it, it is. Are you, a are you new, concerned uh, about, It is the
0: new normal. Are you concerned about Neffet's comments that are today that they're not ruling out more restrictions or more lockdowns because obviously they're concerned about the rising case numbers? And uh, ICU numbers are you, Does that concern you as a nightclub owner to go back to that point again when you're only getting out of it? Well,
1: absolutely, because if, if we we have if, if we've to, to mop all things again, it's just it's just so hard with staff and trying to get staff to come up pup, convincing them uh, that that like that, that, that there is few months work here anyway you know like mm. uh, you know most of our staff are young they're uh in their early 20s and they've rent to pay and you know uh, it, it's it's a big big step for them to come off the PUP uh, and come back to something that's potentially uncertain and that uncertainty is is around effort, and it's around the anomalies uh from mm. uh, from the government advice but look the government are doing the best they can they, they've supported our industry well through through the lockdown which we're very appreciative and um
0: yeah. Just, did you, it's did you struggle, by the way, in relation to your staff? Did you struggle to get staff because the retail industry are telling us at the moment they've signed up everywhere looking for staff. They just can't get people to go to work uh, because some people, as you say, are still on a PUP payment and they and don't I, want the
1: I, I may be biased, but I actually think I've probably got one of the best management teams of any nightclub ever in the city. And you know, with good management comes good people, and a few people from each. And we've put together a really, really strong team. Now there may be some young staff, but they're, they're enthusiastic. But Certainly, our management are really, really well focused and, and they know what we've got to do. And, uh, yeah, no, we we, we will. We'll, we'll get open tomorrow night. The, the biggest problem uh, that we've had in terms of getting reopened is the absolute price gouging by our insurance company and underwriters. Of course, yeah. it, it, It's apparent uh, what they've put us through, you know. Our premium what', what
0: been, uh, What's the inc- percentage-wise, what has been the increase <laughs> well, based, based you, on our, last year? Our,
1: our, our premium last year was 38,000. 96,000 for the pleasure of opening wow. this year. Wow. So, uh, uh, and it's down to lack of competition in the market and even though there's new legislation come in uh, redu- reducing the quantum of payouts uh, it's absolute crisis yeah, well, it It's quite ironic
0: that the other day in the paper the insurance companies were telling us they paid out less last year and the year before uh, yeah. in liability payouts but yet the insurance premiums have gone up and they're clearly all still making profits by the way can I point out? Absol- absolutely. They they're, they're, they're not in business
1: to lose money and you know, uh, and even if you ask them, can we can we self insure? Because the biggest problem is the payouts.
0: What, like what's, like your ex- to, what's your excess? If you're paying ninety six thousand euro, whatever it is, on insurance, I'm assuming your excess then is low.
1: Yeah, it's it's five thousand, uh, and it's actually so high enough. Two and a half but uh, I I actually asked them, could we put our excess up to fifty or sixty thousand? Because the first thing a claimant solicitor when these ambulance chases the list. If they realise that the insurance company isn't on cover for the first sixty thousand, they'll drop it because yeah. it's it's it, it, it's under the, the the statute payout amounts. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, but they wouldn't. The insurance company said, no, we don't really like doing it that way, you know. So they uh, want
0: to be in control of the whole exactly. situation, exactly, and yeah. and
1: they want to be able to pay out the nine thousand claims, the fifteen thousand claims. Just so they can justify putting up yeah, your I, premium. And I've always said this up. to
0: people because I worked in the inter- industry for so long, and people used to say, "Oh, the price of a point in a nightclub." Blah, blah. And I say, "Do you understand the cost factor in opening the door of a nightclub between yeah. doormen, barmen, insurance, people, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. the inrope yeah. payouts, etc.? Now, as well, the other thing is well, you have live music. Mm-hmm. Now, will people have to be seated uh, for the live music?
1: Yeah, yeah, but they, uh, yeah. So, so we're looking. We, we have. Uh, have Seats that we can put in, and uh, people can sit down and then they can stand up and dance in front of their seats. It just makes no sense, but we have seats,
0: yeah. Okay, so uh, as long as they don't move too far away from their seats while they're dancing,
1: yeah, they, they, they wouldn't want to get into a full on Saturday night fever, <laughs> but they, they, they can have their feet,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you going to have to police that, Ian? With the greatest respect, are you going to have a bouncer there saying, Oh, you're more than three feet from your seat, get back, get back? Uh,
1: <laughs> no, some sort of logic will have to prevail, you know, so it's uh, we'll, 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 it'll just be it'll be. I'm I'm sure there'll be videos go around on social media of nighttime activity over, over <laughs> the last sure few days. Like...
0: Well I've seen one or two already from last night if, if I can say that uh, but in relation to just finally the, the nightclub industry in itself you know I owe a lot to the nightclub industry I worked as a DJ in the industry for so long and I made substantial amount of money out of it in the times when they were kind of busy six and seven nights a week in Club M and Tamango and all the other clubs that I've worked in throughout the years but yeah. the nightclub industry has changed the culture has changed the young people are going to college they don't have as much money that's why i more student nights now as well. That whole culture of people getting a job at 18, having a bit of money and going out every night of the week has kind of changed a little bit. The late bars, of course, did a lot of damage too. Where do you see the nightclub industry, say, in 10 or 15 years? Will you ever see a day where you're going to get, you know, 15 quid off somebody for admittance on a Saturday night just to hear a DJ playing music?
1: No, I'm looking to next week, not 10 or 15 years. <laughs> I, I I work week to week, and month to month. our day to day. Uh, Look, who knows where we'll be, you know, there's huge challenges facing our industry and that's why um, uh, uh, things like Catherine Martin's Nighttime Economy Task Force has been excellent. Uh, Sunil Sharp from Give Us Night has been excellent in in, in putting forward uh, the challenges we face and uh, we we put together a whole uh, set of wants and uh, 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 we became stakeholders in that report via the LVA, who have done some great work with us. in terms of uh, where we want to be in a year's time, when the, the bill does, the bill passes, and the legislation gets amended, so um, in a year's time, I'd, li- I'd like to see that it's. I'd like to see more opera- more nightclubs open. There's been a huge amount of them closed.
0: There has very uh, very few, uh, very few of the ones I remember. You know, I,
1: I some of my busiest years uh, running the Twenty One Club on Delir Street when we had Q Bar and we had Red mm-hmm. across the street. It becomes a little circuit like Temple Bar is so busy because there's so many great offerings.
0: I'm sure. Um, I'm sure we uh, our paths probably Street. cost Our paths probably crossed a few times, Ian, and we probably had the odd row and a bit of competition every now and again.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Well, look, I, I started out as a DJ myself. I set up Star DJs in '95. And I remember by, it well, yes. Uh, and by '97, '98, we were doing 7,000 gigs a year. Uh, I, I DJ'd in Hell at the Moon. I DJ'd in Excess on Leeson Street and the Forty Four Club on Leeson
0: Street. So I I I I spent my time behind the wheel uh, uh, uh wheels of steel as it were, you yes. know. That's- that's what they used to call him. Well, listen, Ian, it's been lovely talking to you and good luck uh, with your reopening uh, tomorrow well, night and, and over the weekend. I free
1: to pop in for a beer if you're around. Uh,
0: you never know. I know. Bring I might your passport. <laughs> All right, that's Ian Redmond who's the owner of Tramline live music venue and nightclub and they're back open again tomorrow night and as you heard, there's a common sense approach. Now, of course, the government will clarify the guidelines a little bit later on uh, in relation to what can and can not be done. Michal Martin was quite funny yesterday when he was asked by Alan Kelly from Labour if he actually understood what a nightclub was or did he remember the last time he was at one and poor old Mihal had this very awkward little smirk on his face and I'm sure thoughts were going through his head of his youth dancing in some nightclub with a girlie somewhere anyway the point is there's confusion because there is no as Ian rightly pointed out there's no definition legally of a nightclub but I think we all know what a nightclub it's this place where you go to drink or go to dance and drink is complimentary afterwards and when I say complimentary you pay for it obviously but drink is part of it whereas a bar is somewhere where you go to drink and if somebody starts dancing well well and good so it's just the other way around and a nightclub traditionally had a bigger sound system and a few flashing lights as well uh, in the, obviously in Ian Redmond's case in Tramline they have live music too So a lot of people, a lot of the nightclubs have adapted, obviously, to the nightclub industry over the years and introduced live music and other sorts of attractions as well to get people in the door Uh, because it is a difficult business. I worked in it for many years. Uh, Many, many years ago, it was a lot easier to get money off people at the front door because nightclubs, you know, they didn't have late bars as such. So the the bars closed at half eleven. The nightclubs opened at half eleven and stayed open until three o'clock or half two in the morning, whatever it was. But nowadays... Bars tend to be open late as well. So it's a difficult task. There's a lot of competition in the place now, and particularly with COVID. I suppose that hasn't helped them. But look, support the nightclub industry. Go to Tramline tomorrow night. You'll have a great time. Support the industry, uh, the nightclub industry, because there's people's jobs there as well. Now. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.